2: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
3: i know the pittsburgh steelers won last night but they can't be feeling very good nor can the people who jumped on their bandwagon like the person who's sitting to my left hey what up welcome to maggie and perloff on cbs sports radio yes how are you feeling about your steelers super bowl bet
4: not good but there's an easy fix what's that Fire the offensive coordinator. <laughs> well, you and
3: 80,000 other people wanted yeah, that to happen what's yesterday. What's
4: the population of Pittsburgh? Because I am joining whoever those people are <laughs> yeah. to fire Matt Canada. And I, I don't know. I guess I underestimated it. I, what happened was they were amazing in preseason on offense. And I knew, I, I was reading so much about them. I'm like, well, Matt Canada has not been trustworthy. But, man, he is letting everyone down. He is, I can't believe some of the plays they ran last night. They were shocking. It felt like, like they me think- playing Madden, but... <laughs> Drunk?
3: Yeah. Do they feel like, does football go just side to side for the Steelers and not up and down the field? Because yes. you need more plays going down the field. And right now, we can talk about the game plan. Yeah. And listen, they Again, they end up winning the game behind two defensive touchdowns, really. The offense went into the fourth quarter trailing by three and finished the quarter with negative four yards. I mean, this is just not winning football, but they get bailed out because the defense was so good. And also the Browns lost their, turns out, best offensive player was Nick Chubb, not Deshaun Watson last night.
4: Well, listen, the Steelers didn't even give themselves a chance. How many running yards did they have in the first half? Like two or something?
3: I think they finished the game with like 55. I mean, nothing.
4: All of which was on two carries by Najee Harris. Then Matt Canada decided to do a sweep with Calvin Austin that killed all that momentum. There's something very, very wrong with this offense. And I know what you want to do. You want to blame my guy, Kenny Pickett, second-year quarterback. Or maybe, I don't know that you want to do that. But what? explain to me, it's third and two. Instead of handing the ball off, you drop back, and the Browns have nothing to lose. And they split the entire team. Yep. He never had a chance. He had no chance to ever sit in the pocket and
2: throw the ball.
3: Okay, so Kenny Pickett is not being helped by his offensive coordinator. Obviously, Matt Canada, The the fans are... Uh, chanting Fire Canada last night on Monday Night Football. I mean, <laughs> as embarrassing as it gets, right? But here's the thing about Pickett. It's looking really, really bad for him. through threw the first two games, looked it up a little bit, not just looking like a sophomore slump, but looking well below average. Now, our friends over at Pro Football Focus do a quarterback ranking after every week. As far as being a passer... Kenny Pickett, his passer grade on pro football focus is 31 out of 32. Okay, They're saying Zach Wilson is a better quarterback right now in terms of passing than Kenny Pickett. I mean, that's got to be alarming for a guy who is your first-round pick who started to come on at the end of last season, again, behind a robust run game, but you're hoping for a step forward where through the first two weeks of the season, it's looking a little bit more like a sophomore slump. That's how we're trending after two weeks.
4: I don't see it that way at all. They started out with San Francisco with no game plan to stop that incredible pass rush. And then, last night, Cleveland's defense is just stacked. Before the injuries, they were even more stacked. Look look who Kenny Pickett has next. At the Raiders, at the Texans, whose defense has been very disappointing. The Colts just shredded them. Then they have the Ravens, who are, are really an unknown on defense. And at the Rams. You think Kenny Pickett's going to be 31 after that that four-game stretch? I hope not. Hope not. There's no way that. First of all, he wasn't even that bad last night. He was 15 for 30, 222 yards, one pick, one touchdown.
3: 15 for 30 is not good How many of them
4: were just throwaways because he was about to get clobbered? Okay, but a lot think, of I, his I think yards ten of came... his best passes were throwing it to the sideline because there were seven pass rushers on him.
3: Yeah, he threw to the sideline a lot, but also he got most of his yards on a George Pickens catch and run that was 71 yards. I mean, his total yardage is deceiving there because so much came on that one play.
4: He he was moving the ball. And there would be third and one and Matt Canada would call some insane play, yeah. especially the very end. Canada called a play that it, the whole fan base almost revolted. All they needed was one yard to seal the win. And he called this bizarre quarterback draw that made no sense. No, I, I think Pickett's fine. I think he's going to up his numbers big time. He's I mean, San Francisco, you admit they're ferocious. Of course. I put Cleveland in that category. Cleveland is a
3: very good defense.
4: They're really good. And Garrett wasn't even that.
3: Pittsburgh is a good defense, too. Pittsburgh,
4: if he had to face his own squad, he'd get killed, too. (laughs) I just think that this has been a function of the two teams he's played. And listen, the Steelers at least got the win. They're one and one. The sky is not falling. The schedule gets much easier. Uh, They don't look good on offense. I totally agree with that. But that's because they won't run the ball. They just refuse to.
3: Okay, there's another part of this. You're right. Won't run the ball. Also, as much as we love Najee Harris and he's come on the show and all of that, he doesn't look that great.
4: He had two runs there that were awesome. Jalen Warren is yeah. just
3: the better back.
4: Yeah, I, but then again, how long will he last? I, I'm not showed out on Najee Harris, mainly because he was such a good interview.
3: <laughs> well, you can't let your personal emotions cloud your analysis here. I, here's the other thing. This is where I, I feel for the Pittsburgh Steelers fans because it's not just... The two games here against two defenses. They've wanted no part of offensive coordinator Matt Canada for the last two years. It was the end of Roethlisberger. His first year is like, oh well, this is Roethlisberger. He's old. Then it's Kenny Pickett as a excuse me as a rookie. Okay, well Kenny Pickett's just young. Well now it's year three, and it's like, guys, you know when are you going to start throwing the ball downfield and becoming a more dynamic and explosive offense? And you know the Steelers. What's the one thing about Steelers and coaching staffs? I'm not saying that Mike Tomlin never makes changes, but not midseason they're not making a change. Wouldn't you, I to steal a line from Chevy Chase, I would be more shocked if my, I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet than if somehow Mike Tomlin fired his offensive coordinator in the middle of the season. It just doesn't happen.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody fires their offensive coordinator, really, unless you're like two and nine. You
3: take back play calling responsibilities. You can move it around a little, but Tomlin isn't an offensive guy.
4: It's kind of hard because they'll probably have a decent record. I don't see any situation where they're getting rid of Matt Canada. You know, it's been 37 straight games where they've failed to get 400 yards of total offense.
3: That's wild in this NFL.
4: That's why I don't blame Pickett. That's why I blame Canada, because it goes back three quarterbacks that he's kind of ruined. But... I don't need an explosive pass game. The The Browns were selling out to rush the quarterback last night. Just run the ball. They could have run at will and salted that game away.
3: Well, that's I think also, they're
4: poorly coached on offense.
3: You're right. And that's also why the preseason numbers were especially deceiving. Because they were not. The teams defenses, even when they were playing backups or even when they were playing the Bill starters, whatever, teams were not like loading up to try to get into Kenny Pickett. And now you're seeing what they are doing. And they are trying to make him uncomfortable. And Pickett isn't a runner like he can move a little bit but he's not a running quarterback.
4: Not at all. That that is a little bit of a downside on him. I think his numbers are going to pick right up the next several weeks. I think he's going to right the ship. Honestly, this is going to the next four defenses he sees are going to look so pedestrian last night the Browns were flying around. There it was works. they were just all after him and then he looked better. It, you will agree it's a step up from week 1 to week 2 at least. Uh, week well, one against the Niners. <laughs> he, week one
3: was god-awful.
4: He took three... Yeah, but it wasn't, none of that was on him. He took three steps back and was either getting hit or desperately trying to unload the ball somewhere. I I can't blame him for any of this really.
3: I mean, incrementally better. He's still again, rated 31 out of 32 starting quarterbacks on pro football focus. Now I'm, am worried about Kenny Pickett. You're welcome to weigh in at eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, CBS, eight five five two one two four two two seven. I know we're on in Pennsylvania. We're on in Western Pennsylvania. I'd love to get the thoughts of some Steeler fans and Steeler fans are all over the country and all over the world, frankly, about how they're feeling two games into this season, which, has massive expectations on it or the expectations I would say grew through the off season because of those preseason games, which could be fool's gold. We know anyway, I'm also very concerned about Deshaun Watson, (laughs) Deshaun Watson Mm. for a much different reason. Somebody who should be a top tier quarterback. Someone who's being paid like an elite quarterback was very pedestrian last night. A couple good throws here and there, but ultimately the strip sack at the end of the game that got returned for a touchdown by T.J. Watt ends up sealing the fate of the Cleveland Browns. Not what you want from Deshaun yeah. Watson.
4: And one thing, you notice he tries to make every play last forever. Like, he won't go down. Uh, he, he's impossible to tackle. So what what happens when you do that is that you make yourself very vulnerable to fumbling the ball. But if he didn't do that, like, what, what would the Browns offense be if Deshaun Watson wasn't running around? I, I don't know. Once Chubb went out, they they were in a tough spot.
3: Yeah. I I'm mean, not sticking up for to Jerome Ford, who actually came in and yeah. was fine, but I don't know if he's going to be able to carry the load, maybe.
4: Felt like Watson, either he's not getting rid of the ball in time, uh, he's missing reads, or he just has to make a play with his legs, which he used to do all the time, and he yeah. did a lot last night, but he makes himself very vulnerable it, to fumbling it. Like, it
3: doesn't have the same oomph that it did back in
4: what's a new offense?
3: 2019 or whatever yeah. the last time we saw Deshaun be really good.
4: I think that was the Bill O'Brien offense or, or then the Gary Kubiak offense. This is Kevin Stefanski, uh, and it's just not – doesn't look natural at all. Does he look comfortable to you at all? And, and he, he'll have a throw, like, as you mentioned, or a throw here or there. He's still has a super strong
3: arm. I, yeah, it doesn't that. look
4: like he's he really wants to go anywhere with the ball or knows where to go with the ball. Uh, that Chubb injury killed him too. I think they probably win that game if Chubb is – Chubb started out really great. I know Ford was awesome, too, but Chubb looked like he just owned the Steelers from, yeah. from the first moment of the game.
3: Yeah, Chubb was excellent. I mean, I feel very fortunate that I didn't see exactly what happened on the play, and I've been able to avoid every replay now, and I don't want to watch that and see that uh, everything changed with that. And, yeah,
4: I, it's funny. I'll see it on Twitter, and I will not click on it. No, that I don't want to
3: see it. I feel terrible for the guy, and he was on his way to having a fantastic game and you had to think fantastic season. Both teams, that'd be just atrocious on third down. The the Steelers, four for 14 on third yeah. down, just could not keep plays alive. And the Browns weren't much better. They were five for 16. Like No one could sustain a drive. You want to say kudos to the defense is good, but I don't think it was all because the defenses were awesome. Yeah, I so do. So many miscues. Uh, yes,
4: I think these are two real serious defenses. I think the Highsmith-Watt combo, yeah, by the way, that's why I'm not totally abandoning the Steelers as a Super Bowl hopeful because, you know, Micah Parsons, definitely the MVP in the NFC. TJ Watt is sure looking like the most valuable player in the AFC. Can Watt and Highsmith just torture everybody <laughs> and win a bunch of games? Uh, they have an easier schedule coming up. The whole AFC North is falling apart. There is a there oh, is but, a lane. The Ravens are good. Are they? I think they are. I don't they really have say. a
3: lot of injuries right now that they're overcoming. I mean,
4: mm, week one was a nothing game. They beat the Texans. They which beat the terr- Texans.
3: You don't know much. But
4: week two, they jumped all over Cincinnati. Then yeah. Cincinnati finally woke up in the second half and looked like the better team. I don't think we know anything about the Ravens. And if they keep getting injured at this rate.
3: Well, it's <laughs> going to be Lamar and John Harbaugh No nobody like the mascot. Maggie, you're going to be lining yeah. up at slot receiver for this team. <laughs> so, I better start doing some crunches.
4: But I do think Cleveland is down because Deshaun is not what, not what we thought he'd be. And I think Cincinnati's way down. If Joe Burrow sits out this week, they're 0-3. So I think the Steelers can hang around with just T.J. Watt <laughs> causing Yeah, yeah. Just those two guys just out there running around. I mean, T.J. Watt murdered the Niners, and the Niners were up by three touchdowns, and they still couldn't block him. So I- I'm at least hoping that Matt Canada decides to sort of run the ball more. He puts Kenny Pickett in a better situation, gets conservative, lets the defense win. And that's Tomlin's job, right, to say to the offensive coordinator, stop calling these crap
5: plays.
3: Well, here was Mike Tomlin. Let's hear it, Stu. uh Responding to the fans who were chanting to fire Matt Canada.
5: Man, we don't run from challenges. We run to challenges. This is a sport entertainment business. It is our job to win and thus entertain them. And so, you know, we don't begrudge them for that. We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled. It is our job.
3: Fat, sassy, and spoiled is the new, like, faith family football or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Live, laugh, love.
5: We you want know? them to be fat and <laughs> sassy and spoiled.
3: Like, I want that, you know, when people hang up signs in their house, like, bless this house or, you uh-huh. know, whatever. I want fat, sassy, and spoiled.
5: We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled.
3: Or, like, uh, you know, like a, uh, uh, what's the mat? A welcome mat? Like, yeah. on your front stoop? Welcome. We're fat, sassy, and spoiled. We
5: want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled.
3: It's like a status more than, it's like, what's your status today? Well, I'm fat, sassy, and spoiled. That's how I'm feeling. Yes, queen.
5: That will replace the new yes,
3: queen. How you doing? Fat, sassy, and spoiled. How are you doing?
5: We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled.
3: Who's first to get that merch out? Is it better as a t shirt, a bumper sticker? Hmm. Where do you want fat, sassy, and spoiled? A throw pillow? Hey,
4: question though. What what's he talking about? <laughs> doesn't <it> matter. <laughs> uh he, he's saying that that people should not be upset with Matt Canada?
3: No, I think that he wants them to be satisfied, is what he's saying, right? He doesn't he wants them to not only win games, but he wants them to be entertained while doing it. Last night not an entertaining game.
4: Oh, yeah, that can't be what he meant.
3: I think it is. What he I think
4: I think you're right, but that's idiotic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, he's basically just trying to deflect the fact that the offense stinks.
4: I'm looking. Here are the last five offensive coordinators for the Steelers. Bruce Arians, 55 and 25. Awesome. Todd Haley, 61 and 35. Awesome. Randy Feetner, not as good. Fired in 2020, 29 and 18. And now Matt Cannon is 18 and 16.
3: Well, they he's, did go through a major transition the, from a franchise quarterback who had been there for almost 20 years to a new guy. But
4: it yeah, has know. to I weigh mean, in, doesn't it? I, can't, I don't know, though. I feel like, you know, you used to talk about Bruce Arians and Todd Haley. These are guys, Randy Fiedner and I don't know much about. But I'm just saying that they had, like, great offensive coaches forever. I think I, I think Arians was a big part of Big Ben's success. I mean, that's not a controversial statement. Who is no, this I mean, they guy? I think
3: Roethlisberger was upset when Arians got fired.
4: Um, yeah, who's this uh who's Matt Canada? Why?
3: <laughs> Why is this so precious? Why are we worried about Matt Canada's feelings? Yeah. I know this is up to Tomlin. And listen, it this has happened before, most notably with your Eagles. Remember the first year with Jalen Hurts, the whole fan base and everyone was clamoring for them to run the ball, run the ball, and then mid season they, they did. They started listening to the fans, they started running the ball, they made the playoffs.
4: Well, they switched play callers too, which was ball. great. But there's no you Tomlin's not gonna call the plays. There's no one to yeah. switch play calls. So anyway, bottom line, I think it's not the quarterback. Kenny Pickett, for a guy with small hands, can throw that football. He has some really nice throws, for what it's worth. He and I know, the Troy Aik- I know Troy Aikman can't stand him, but Troy Aikman, anybody short of Patrick Mahomes, Troy Aikman's going to shred all day long. <laughs> which is funny, because Troy Aikman only threw for about 140 yards a game. You didn't but, have
3: to back in those days. Yeah,
4: I'm not a fan of him criticizing guys. Honestly, we'll see. Let's revisit this in a month.
3: I think the Steelers' offense is in major trouble. 855 2124 cbs What do you think? 855 Coming up, we got one team looking surprisingly competitive this season. Um, who is it? We'll tell you next. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio.
6: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45%, up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So it was a Monday night doubleheader last night, Maggie, which sounds ideal. Sounds like heaven on earth until the actual game started. And oh my gosh, (laughs) the first game looked like a preseason game. The saints Panthers the, the Saints came away with a win. Here's a good stat on New Orleans. They've gone 10 straight games allowing less than 20 points. Wow. Their defense. Yeah. So we hear a lot about the 85 Bears. The Saints apparently, I found out during the telecast, have also said we aspire to be the 85 Bears. So they are just it's going. It's
3: really getting thrown around. Yeah, yeah, no, Did someone it's, say the Jets were going to be the 85 yeah, Bears? Their
4: quarterback like, said that. But the yeah, Saints. Yeah, DJ Reed. Saints have uh, put together a little run here, 10 games with 20 points. Here's the thing. Part of that's the schedule. They're in the NFC South. But look at their schedule coming up. At Green Bay, who's a total mess. Everybody's out. Tampa Bay, at New England and Mac Jones, at Houston, Jacksonville, who has not figured it out on offense, Indy, Chicago, the NFC South is the place to be a dominant defense. So as <laughs> much right. hype as the Cowboys are getting, and as much hype as we saw the two teams last night in the later game, Cleveland and Pittsburgh and San Francisco, New Orleans could end up with the number one defense in the entire NFL. And Dennis Allen, that's all he can do. Their offense is a mess.
3: Yeah, the but offense I, is uninspiring.
4: Yeah, but you could win. You could win in the NFC South. And listen, the dominant NFC South, 3-2-0 and o teams. I
3: know. Look at that.
4: But I feel like, okay. Derek Carr, I don't want to see any more of him. I'm done with that. Yeah. Put, <laughs> put Taysom Hill at quarterback. They, there was, was a
3: lot of Taysom Hill last night. Just, I knew you would love it.
4: Nobody could stop the man. Or maybe even Jameis was on camera a lot and saying a lot of team positive things. There seems to Not be
3: for that <laughs>
4: a lot. They seem to be a very physical team on defense. And I, I think with a veteran quarterback, Carr will get a little better. Chris Olave is a star wide receiver. Yep. Kamara's is coming back at some point. So I, I think that, that formula can win you this division. I know that Atlanta's 2-0 and Tampa Bay's 2-0, but they don't have a defense like New Orleans.
3: No, that's like the one consistent thing, right? And, yeah, I, I think Tampa Bay's defense might be good, too. Definitely. And Atlanta's defense... Uh, I don't know. Atlanta's offense is the one interesting part about this. Because well, so good.
4: Atlanta's offense will be so slow that the defense will have good numbers. Anyway, I don't yeah. know much about it. I don't think any of us. Atlanta's defense is not big names like these other teams. But the Saints defense, Cam Jordan is ageless. Yeah. Even last night, he was running around after little Bryce Young. I felt bad for Bryce. I mean, there is no talent there around him in Carolina.
3: You know what's so funny is that Bryce Young... Didn't have a great game. It, it's not very inspiring what you're seeing so far from Bryce Young. Again, we got to wait a little bit on these rookies, but I was so worried about him getting hurt. So worried about him mm, getting yep. hurt because he's short and he's slight. And how is he going to survive this? Meanwhile, Anthony Richardson, who's six foot five and what, 230. He's the one who had a knee injury yeah. week one, and in, and now is dealing with a concussion. So I guess I'm I'm wrong about that. Hopefully Richardson's going to be fine. But
4: well, it's like Cam Newton. Cam was a huge target after the Super Bowl. First game back, Denver hits him high, hits him low, and
3: he's never healthy again. Listen, the one thing about Carolina, what they have to do, and it's obvious, is like you got to get better weapons for Bryce yeah. Young. I mean, if you're just going to have this year be like a feel it out, I guess I was expecting a little bit more from a Frank Reich offense. I,
4: Ooh, I, yeah,
3: my my fault, I guess.
4: Uh, the coaching power rankings. I think Frank Reich has fallen a little bit. uh, He didn't do much in Indy either. So, yeah, but listen, Carolina's fine. Forget them. Who's winning this division? I still say it's the Saints. I think their defense carries a day. Carr is just as average as they get, but that's enough here.
3: I still think Atlanta, I know I'm breaking one of our commandments, thou shall never bet on the Falcons, but I do like what they're... uh, Listen, it's a Bijan appreciation. Yeah. And... I don't know about Desmond Ritter. I'm getting a little yeah, worried about. I'm a little worried about Ritter.
4: Yeah, that didn't look great to me.
3: Of course not. I mean,
4: they were. They really should have lost to Green Bay. Green Bay is just a shell of themselves. So, yeah, I, I don't know. The running attack is great. Arthur Smith seems to be an innovative play caller, but still, they're Atlanta. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, uh, Samter, you look like you want to say something. What's up? No, you're you're now sh- you're shaking your Wait. head. Oh, you can't say anything because your bike is broken. What about we a, put a poll up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it a shame or is it a, what's another word?
4: This is it good?
3: Is it good the that Mike. Mike Sampter's mic is broken? You just went to turn it on. It's not working.
4: I got a poll for you. I got a good poll. <laughs> what do you got? You can have one quarterback right now, two weeks in the NFL, Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr.
3: <laughs> and Baker's looking good.
4: You, you can't answer neither.
3: <laughs> yeah, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> um, I'd probably take Baker.
4: All right, all right. You don't seem I'm so thinking confident about it. About
3: no, it. I just glazed over, thinking about what I like to. How would I feel sitting there having to root for Baker Mayfield every week? Would that be torture, or would that be okay?
4: Baker Mayfield, uh, three touchdowns, no picks.
3: Yeah, I know. That but two good games.
4: But Vikings and, ba- and Bears. Yeah. I yeah, it's hard to tell. Derek Carr and that
3: Bears game was really the defense that finished the job.
4: Yeah, Derek Carr. I I don't know what I saw last night. He's just the Bermuda Triangle of quarterback evaluation. You're never he's gonna a, get it. Stu, is he the he's the same exact person we saw with the Raiders? He's it? the exact same person, and I will say, as a Raiders fan, it's kind of nice to watch him from afar and not have to, you know, him You're be the quarterback invested. of your team. Yeah, it, it's nice. You're out
3: after a decade, basically. Yeah. You don't have to... He can't hurt you anymore, Stu.
4: Nope. That's over. Now it's
3: Jimmy G that'll hurt me when he (laughs) gets hurt. (laughs) Well...
4: But Carr does this thing where he gives you a little bit of hope. Like, he'll have a big pass to so a lobby on the sideline. You're like, oh, maybe he is good. And then he'll miss a wide-open guy the next play. Yeah, it's so frustrating. And oh. I saw it last night. I'm watching. I'm like, this is this is what I've dealt with for the past decade. Very Listen, frustrating.
3: I hate to, like, be the person who, week two, like, we all waited for football to come back, and it's a long off season, and then finally we get football. So I hate to be that person. But yeah. did it feel like those games took about two days?
4: Yeah. I think it was the... Back uh, being on top of each other added to that feeling. One starting at seven Eastern, one starting at eight thirty Eastern. So it was all. There's no halftime. We didn't get a break.
3: <laughs> there was a moment in the third quarter when the clock ticked under two minutes, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe they forgot the two minute warning. <laughs> oh no, it's not even the fourth quarter yet. Crap." But anyway, we end up learning a little bit more about these teams. Again, 855-2124 CBS 855 two four227, which is going to be a long season for Bryce Young. But no one's getting judged on this first season. So, they kind of get the year to just sort of, I don't know, flower or learn yeah. on the
4: job. You know, it's interesting that there was a garbage time touchdown at the end of the game. If they had and they allowed them that they allowed the Panthers to score that. If they hadn't, that would have been eight quarters without a touchdown. Uh, given up by that defense for New Orleans. That's pretty crazy. I mean, who goes two games without letting up a touchdown? Is, it, is defense back? Is I think it,
3: defense might be back. But
4: is it really, or is it just through two weeks that it's back?
3: Well, do you think that the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers, do you think that's like a fluke?
4: Wait. Yes, I think Dallas's defense will come back to earth compared to what it's done. Because they're going to be facing the Niners and the Eagles yeah, and the Dolphins. And- but
3: what about... What about San Francisco? Their defense was stout all season long. Last you know,
4: last year, last week, McVeigh tore them apart, which was so bizarre. Well, but, these two yeah.
3: teams know each other very well. Yeah,
4: yeah. It, it was weird to see them move the ball because I saw them in week one against Pittsburgh. I, they looked like the steel curtain. Uh, yeah, but
3: ultimately, no, Stafford threw some picks at the end. No, the turnovers killed them.
4: I think they're great defenses, but, th- I mean, listen, Kansas City hasn't done anything on offense. Uh, Jacksonville, who we know is a good offense, has looked really mixed on offense. I think all the offenses will basically are having a preseason and they're getting practice and they'll all be on the same page in a month and we'll look back on week two and be like remember when we thought defenses were rolling <laughs> this is gonna be like a 48 45 game
3: okay but think about all the good defenses that you can name in the NFL the ones that look good right now compared to the offenses that look really good well there's I, like five defenses that look elite and like two offenses that look like they're clicking the Dolphins yeah. and
4: yeah I don't even know who your second one is I
3: don't know. I,
4: Bills wow. looked good last week.
3: Yeah, but they didn't look good the first week, so I can't I've got to average it together.
4: So last year the Eagles had the number one defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes threw fourteen passes in a row that landed in Chiefs receivers' hands. He scored thirty eight points in the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, eventually the offenses catch up.
3: Uh YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio is where you can watch the show. Thrifty PS Gamer Review says Baker still might have an upside car. We know what he is.
4: Baker might have an We're Don't giving we know Baker, what Baker Mayfield is? upside now? That's great.
3: <laughs> He's <a forward laughs> Number one overall pick. Hell of an upside that guy has. Um
4: I kind of agree with that though. I feel well, like there's more left with Baker than there is with Carr.
3: Yeah, well that's because Carr's been in the league for a lot longer.
4: Yeah, I, d- I do think, however, that listen, if Carr really did struggle, they could definitely go to Jameis. Or or they could go to Taysom Hill.
3: I wonder if Jameis is still might be Potentially on the move to New York. I mean, I know maybe we've sort of put the Zach Wilson replacement stuff to bed. And I know Aaron Rodgers is talking about how he's going to come back in like two days from a torn Achilles or yeah. something. But is there a phone call that's still made?
4: Why would the Saints do that? I don't know. Like, are you talking like a second or third round pick?
3: I don't, maybe an overpay? I have no idea.
4: It feels but like Jameis
3: would definitely be on that short list. So hell, Ryan Fitzpatrick told you and I that Jameis is the one that New York should call.
4: Feels like the Jets are, are just not into that. It doesn't feel like they want anyone to challenge Zach Wilson.
3: Well, I think at first you gotta show confidence, I guess, in Wilson and then go out and see what he does. And against I, a very good Dallas defense, he was not good. Threw three picks in the third in the fourth quarter. That's not gonna win you games. And now we'll see what happens this week.
4: Well, I think the Saints honestly view themselves as a team that could get a home field playoff game. I don't think they've they're not think they they are not going to give away their backup quarterback piece car looked to average. So yeah. and you know, I think if you're gonna I think it's the Jets have proven you need a veteran backup quarterback. So if they give up Jameis, then who's their backup? Well Taysom, but I don't know. It feels like a stretch to me because unless you give the Saints a second-round pick, if the Jets trade a second-round pick for Jameis Winston, that would be the greatest thing ever.
3: It'd be a twist. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. You're welcome to weigh in. Again, YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio is where you can watch the show. We say hi to our CBS Sports Radio affiliates all across the country.
4: Wait, one more thing about Jameis, by the way. Go ahead. You have an amazing defense in New York, the Jets. Yep. And what is the one kind of quarterback you do not want when you have an amazing defense? You want ball control. You don't want the one guy who threw 34 interceptions in a year. (laughs) He is exactly the wrong quarterback.
3: No, the day that Rodgers, the day after Rodgers got hurt, remember, I was like, they just need a point guard to just, like, distribute. Yes, they need Brock Purdy. Yeah, Jameis Winston would be like, you know, someone who's competing in the dunk contest. Right. It's like, that's not what we need here. We don't need high degree of difficulty.
4: Yeah. If you have the worst defense in the league and you need a guy who could throw for 5,300 yards and 35 <laughs> picks, Jameis.
3: Uh, coming up the latest on Travis Hunter, the two-way star from Colorado. What did Deion Sanders have to stay before the big showdown against my Oregon Ducks?
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Wow, lots of choices for Stu for Defensive Player of the Week. Just give us a hint. Did you go obvious or not obvious?
3: Kind of obvious. (laughs) I think kind of obvious. Hell of a hint.
4: So it was last night. Okay, obvious would have been Micah Micah. Parsons, who's getting all the ink.
3: You know who I think Stu might have done? Ha... Would he give love to Chris Jones? He's a diehard Raider fan. I know you hate the Chiefs.
4: I try to be unbiased. Okay. Is it Chris Jones? It's not Chris Jones, okay. though. Is it uh, because you were watching Raiders' Bills? Is it Matt Milano at a no. nice <laughs> interception? It could have been. <laughs> uh, so wait, is it Micah Parsons? It is Micah, yes. Okay. That's the most obvious pick there is. It is. That's why I said. It's obvious, yeah. But I can't give him this. I Uh-oh. I veto this. Why? Because yeah, you can't get Defensive Player of the Week against Zach Wilson and the Jets. It Listen, just does not exist. Stu's There's doing no Defensive this, Player well, of the Week.
3: Stu's doing this like a survivor pool, you know? It's like, even if it's obvious, you got to go with the one that's there and then you move on to live another week.
4: I feel like to win Defensive Player of the Week, all you have to do is show up at the stadium against the Jets. <laughs> like and you person's being
3: compared to Lawrence Taylor. He's not just showing up at the stadium.
4: Do it. Well, no, I'm just saying like, yeah, but give it to him any other week. But this is a one week where he's disqualified for it. I would have given it. <laughs> oh, wow, you're to, doing this under protest? Yeah, under protest because you cannot Every otherwise it's gonna be seventeen straight opponents of Zach Wilson.
3: Wait, hold on. Read the what you need to read.
4: Well, he had two sacks, has three on the season, also forced to fumble. That that's about it.
3: I mean but that's he was great. He's awesome.
4: Do you guys think there's gonna be a defensive player of the year competition with Watt and Micah? Watt became the first guy, he leads the league in sacks with four and a touchdown, the first guy ever to do that in the first two weeks of a season. I, he's already won it, right? So I guess that counts. It's gotta be Parsons.
3: I think it's gonna be Parsons. However, I mean Chris Jones already missed a game, so he's gonna be behind the eight ball, but all of the incentives for his holdout, I think, are based on like individual numbers. Yeah,
4: but he, he can't I, I think Watt could get the sack record though. So it's I possible. think possible. Yeah, and Parsons could get the sack record too. Those two guys are gonna be chasing Stray Ann all year long. The left. only
3: thing though about Watt that I think is gonna be different than with Micah Parsons, I think that Micah Parsons is gonna have more opportunities. Because I think opponents are going to be in uh, deficits and having to throw the ball yeah. to try to get back into the game. And he's going to have more chances to try to get after the quarterback where the Steelers are going to be in these close games all year long.
4: Yeah, I, I think that people will start running at the Cowboys
3: to test them that way. Might as well. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. All right, time to get to our Daily Dion. Let's do it.
5: Daily. Do you believe in that? Dion? <laughs>
3: You this is the time of the show. We update you on what's going on with Colorado and Dion Sanders. Today's sound, though, comes from not Dion but two-way star Travis Hunter, who appeared on, what was that last night? Twitch or something? Twitch. He was on Twitch on social media last night streaming, and he talked about the dirty hit that knocked him out of the game.
1: It's football. Something bad is going to happen on the field sooner or later. We just got to get up and fight again. That's what I try to do, get up and fight. Good thing the doctors stopped because if there was no doctors there, I would have still been out there playing. But I'm thankful for everybody that helped me that day. Yeah, boy, it's going to be a speedy recovery.
3: All right, so hoping Travis Hunter gets a speedy recovery. Not going to be available this weekend for the Ducks. Doesn't look like he'll be available for USC either. Um Obviously didn't really hold a grudge against Henry Blackburn, who was the one who took him out with that dirty hit. Here was Dion Sanders talking about now how that player has been receiving death threats to him and his family.
5: Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. You could call it dirty. You could call it he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. At the end of the day, this is a game. I'm saddened if there's any of our fans that's on the other side of those threats. But I forgive him. Um, our team forgive him. Um, Travis, is he's forgiven him. Let's move on. But that kid does not deserve that.
3: All right, so that's Dion, And hopefully maybe his message gets through and people will back off a little bit on uh, on Blackburn. Okay, let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Jasper is in Oregon. He's fired up. For the game this weekend against the Buffaloes, Jasper, how are you?
6: I'm doing good. Thank you for taking my call.
3: You got it. What's on your mind?
6: I'm a huge Oregon fan, born and raised in Oregon.
2: Uh, the only football we know is in Oregon, and like, and and we feel for our little brother Beeves, but Travis Hunter, it, we we wanted him for that game. We were going to knock their socks off whether or not he was going to be there, and. And the the hit by Henry Blackburn, it is a football bang-bang play. It has no space in football. We don't, we, like, we wanted a really competitive game because we are so confident as the Oregon Ducks, and I'm so glad that you've picked us as your team this year. Well, because... There you go. Yeah.
4: But, I mean, Oregon does a really blow out Pac-12 teams, except for Colorado.
2: <laughs> I mean, exactly. We have a stacked yeah. schedule that we have to worry about aside from this. It's not... Like, we're not really worried about
4: this game. You know what my fear for Oregon is?
3: Jasper, the, thank you for the phone call.
4: The pressure of the moment. Like, for who? For Oregon. Oh. I feel like they're going to be tight because there's going to be so much attention. You know, the media is so pro-Colorado. I feel like Oregon is going to be like, God, we have to win this game or everyone's going to pile on us. So. Do you think
3: Oregon feels like they have to win this game, like, by 100, though?
4: No, I think they just have to get out of there with a W.
3: Yeah. I, uh,
4: I think the spread is crazy myself, but I, maybe I'm wrong. I, I just think Oregon, T Nix being feeling a lot of pressure to be outstanding here, knowing everybody's watching.
3: Well, I mean, welcome to big time college football like yeah, that, and, and Oregon knows that.
4: But has Oregon delivered in those moments in recent years?
3: Well, I mean.
4: So I, I just I was worried well, that they're I guess be I'm t-
3: going back to the national championship game. I mean, that's going back pretty far. They've had other big games.
4: I think that Colorado, this is playing with house money here, obviously, especially with no Travis Hunter. How can they feel any pressure going to Oregon for this game? If they do, uh, I would tell them not to. Just go out there and have fun. I feel like Oregon is the one with much more to lose here.
3: Uh, they are because they're the 20-point they're the favorite. Is that yeah. still the spread 20? It's, they're, they're the favorite, so of course they should be feeling the pressure, but they also get this game at home. Yeah. The fans are going to be crazy, and you do have Colorado. I know, listen, they talk a very confident game. They're all taking their cues from Dion, but it's a major loss here with Travis Hunter. I mean, on the yeah. offensive side, you can make up for it, but on the defensive side, they're going to feel this.
4: No, I know, but listen, Colorado. if Oregon played Colorado State, tomorrow they probably beat them 56 to 7 yeah and colorado state was right there with colorado so they should kill them but i'm telling you i think the spotlight's going to change this game i think it's going to be a lot of pressure on oregon i i look you saw with tcu they got tight they're like oh my god what if we lose to Dion here we're in big trouble
3: yeah they said it would be a laughing stock
4: yeah and turned out they were laughing stock i think oregon sees all these headlines like wow we don't want to be on that side maybe they respond the other way and maybe that inspires them and they play a really great game i'm betting colorado
3: in the points. but Are you betting the money line? No. Okay. <laughs> you're, feeling, you're feeling good, but not that good. I, I think mean, that's a, a good poll. Do you yeah. think Oregon's going to be tight here in this game against yeah. Colorado? And I know we have a lot of fans listening in Portland yeah. and Eugene. I'd love to know what you think. 855 two, two 4 cbs You know the team you know much better than we do in terms of taking the temperature. Yeah. I'm just a fan as of this year. I mean, I've always loved Oregon. But this is my first year really throwing my allegiance behind the Ducks. And to be honest, I'm I'm not that surprised that Dion and that Travis Hunter have kind of forgiven Henry Henry Blackburn, like that, you know, they all want to move on from this, and it's gotten pretty ugly with the death threats and all that. The one thing I didn't see coming was that two-way star Travis Hunter was all of a sudden going to steal my bit. (laughs) It's like stealing my material. Mm. Travis Hunter appeared last night on his Twitch in a giraffe costume. Okay. Like my duck suit. I mean, dude, it's already been done. I'm already doing it. By but, the way, moving advice duck from Fridays to Thursday uh, to Wednesdays if you didn't get the memo. Yes.
4: Doesn't he have to show up in a duck suit to steal your bit?
3: I mean, it's like an animal suit. I feel like I kind of got that. It's kind of my whole, thing.
4: Oh, uh, I don't know. The whole animal kingdom is yours though.
3: I mean, I think it's kind of my thing. I'm the one who gets to dress up in the suit. I oh. was a little surprised. I mean, okay. clearly the advice duck has become like a national phenomenon. And then I was like, oh, you're going to show up with the giraffe. Feels like a, huh. you're on my corner a little bit, you know?
4: Huh. Okay. You don't think so? I didn't, didn't cross my mind when I saw the video.
3: <laughs> Why do you think he was wearing that giraffe suit?
4: Uh I don't know. It feels like giraffes and ducks are pretty much the opposite of the animal spectrum. Like there's they couldn't have less in common. Now it did look a little bit like your duck suit, but I have no by the way, why was he wearing the giraffe suit?
3: I don't know. Did anyone ask him like what's up with the giraffe suit? It looked like a pair of like kids pajamas with a with a hood. <laughs> he looked comfortable like I always do in the duck suit. Yeah. No surprise.
4: Well, wait, we should do a little research here. There has to be a reason. Did he dressed as a giraffe no <laughs> he just randomly dressed as a giraffe, did he
3: Samter can you get on that please Thank you Eight five five two one two four 2124 CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven yeah you know wasn't expecting that also poll question for you at Maggie and Pearl. you think Oregon's going to get tight in this game against Colorado. Is that the Colorado effect now on teams? Well you heard, I mean it really I thought it yeah. fired up Colorado State. They weren't tight. They were twenty point underdogs. They were playing loose.
4: Yeah, because they're they're twenty one point underdogs. Yeah. So you heard what Jasper said. He expects he wanted Travis Hunter on the field so they could blow him out with Travis Hunter.
3: Right. It's
4: a lot of pressure. Like not only did they have to win now they have to blow them out. I don't know, because Oregon against yeah, they blow out like Hawaii, but they they don't blow out Pac twelve teams at all. I'd be very surprised.
3: Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Okay, so you're welcome to weigh in on what's going on this upcoming weekend. Do we have like the celebrity guest list yet for that game? Because I imagine it's got to be pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, Oregon already
4: got to have LeBron.
3: Get some luminaries, I know, but LeBron now maybe switches allegiances. Not switches, but now with Bronny at USC.
4: I think mm. LeBron's
3: going to the USC-Colorado game.
4: Oh, I thought LeBron was an Ohio State fan, too. Oh, right,
3: right, right. Well, and a Cowboy
4: that. fan and a Brown fan.
3: <laughs> yeah. I know. He's like no, you. <laughs> do
4: you think for one second that LeBron's not going to jump on that Colorado bandwagon? Then you've never watched <laughs> LeBron.
3: No, he's already on it. He tweets like a madman during the Yeah, games.
4: No, he, he'll definitely side with Deion on, on this one over Phil Knight.
3: Ter- terrible,
4: <laughs> terrible LeBron.
3: Let's go to Ryan, who's in Oregon. Hey, Ryan, how are you?
4: Hey, doing
2: well. How about you guys?
3: Doing well. Do you think Ducks are going to get tight against Colorado, like Off predicts?
2: Uh, full disclosure, I'm an Oregon State fan, okay. so Never you already mind. know my thoughts on that. Gotcha. No, I'm just calling in to let our buddy Jasper know that the uh, supposed little brother, he might need a reminder of last year's Civil War game. Yeah. Other than that, great show. Keep up the good work.
3: Okay, thank you, Ryan. Good to, good to hear from you. You know, we just because I jumped on the Ducks bandwagon this year does not mean that the Oregon State fans can't call in. Jordan is in Eugene. Jordan, quickly, what do you got?
5: I mean, I, I'm with Perloff. It's going to be a tight game. I told my mom, who's going to the game, that if we win by 10, I'd be happy.
3: Really? So why you think they're going to get tight because of all the extra attention?
5: I, I think it's the attention. I think Dion's done a really good job with that team, and then you alluded to it a little bit earlier. The Ducks have a really good... Or they do a really good job of choking in games they shouldn't choke. Mm. I, I can't count the number of times we've gone up to Pullman and we've lost to Washington State.
3: Yeah, right. Well, but those are rivalry games, right? Jordan, thank you so much for the phone call. Tell your mom to have fun at the game.
4: I mean, this feels like a rivalry game, too. This, What's the difference? Does it? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yes. Now, this, this is their most hyped game in years. This is a huge game. And I, I've seen them lose games at home. Uh, against Pac-12. Like, honestly, they could get tight. They should, talent-wise, they should destroy them. But Colorado, they're the number 19 team in the country, Maggie. Why is it a 21-point spread?
3: Uh, coming up, maybe the Travis Hunter injury, but it was big even before that. Is there reason to be worried about the Cincinnati Bengals? We'll get to that and a whole lot more Colorado, Oregon coming your way. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.